quick, guys. You start James Robinson. The problem is for a wide receiver, I'm going to suggest you don't start anything right now because I just don't know. DD, Jalen Hurd, DJ. The safest bet there is DJ. Leave Malcolm Brown on the bench. You also got to understand that Bill Belichick is probably going to take Darren Waller out. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Uh, strategy tight end. Believe me, as a, as a plug and play, as a price start this week. You can go in confidently starting Kirk Cousins for 250 and two touchdowns this game. Even Tyler Boyd, I have faith in him. I have 0.0 .0 faith in Joe Mixon. I think Joe Burrow is the real deal. Crowder yeah. doesn't play. I'm taking the Colts in the spread. I'm telling you. All the boys going downfield from Dallas, with the exception of Schultz and Welcome to Pound the Rock. Glenn, game of the week in my opinion. And here's your host. A man's so quick, he's even fast asleep. There you hear it, folks. Glenn took the Bears to beat the spread. <laughs> the steer and stingray. David Fuller. Good day, everybody, and welcome to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commissioner David Fuller, and we are here on a special two-podcast week. What we have figured out was we've been doing this podcast on Tuesday, and we we give fantasy advice and we give betting advice. But what we're noticing is by the time we give everything out Tuesday, within within forty eight hours. Most of our most of our possible outcomes or predictions have possibly become extinct. Case in point, last week's Thursday night game, I was all over the Jaguars to beat the Dolphins. DJ Chark was then listed as injured. Now, everybody can possibly say, well, no, one player doesn't make the difference. Well, au contraire, sometimes one player does make the difference, especially when DJ Chark is, the, is a vital piece in that offense especially considering Minshew is still a dink and dunk quarterback, just like I mentioned in my podcast last week about Jamison Crowder. If Jamison Crowder doesn't play, take the Colts all day long. And what happens? Crowder didn't play. The Jets couldn't do anything in that game. It's vital that some of these players play because it's 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 definitely a game changer in terms of points. So in saying that, I hit 50% of my picks based upon the results I, I forecasted Tuesday. G hit 10 of 16. So what we're doing this week is we're going to switch things up. We're going to do two podcasts. And going forward, we're going to, every week, we're going to do two podcasts. We're going to produce one Wednesday evening or Thursday morning and recap of the previous week and also give our fantasy advice or and our and our uh, our spread pick for the Thursday night game. So then what we're going to do after that is we're going to do another show. A second show, which is either going to air Friday night or most likely Saturday morning, which is going to have then our fantasy advice and our picks for the Sunday games. That way we can be far more up to date and we don't have to give you guys misleading information because what to do if somebody gets injured. But if this ever was to happen again, folks, and I appreciate you listening to me, if you go into a game and, for example, Julio Jones goes into that Falcons game and he's injured, don't play that game if I pick the Falcons. Now, granted, still even without Julio, they almost did it. Who knows what Nick Folks would it? <laughs> Who knows that Nick Folk was going to go in there and do that because they had pulled that one uh, Mitchell Trubisky and, you know, go figure, look what happened. But we were pretty spot on on our fantasy advice. Glenn did suggest that a fullback was going to score a pilfer a touchdown in the Chiefs-Ravens game. It didn't be for the Ravens, but it was the Chiefs' fullback. And we were both spot on on James Robinson and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Thursday game. We were both spot on on Darren Waller being pulled out of that game due to uh, due to uh, Bill Belichick. We both said Silt Malcolm Brown. But Glenn, he, uh, he suggested that dark horse in Jimmy Graham, and he pulled away with two touchdowns. 
I was very proud of myself by <laughs> saying Kirk Cousins is going to get 250 yards and two touchdowns. He ended up getting 251 yards, and then he got three touchdowns. But, again, going forward, we're going to be the best for you. We're going to make everything as accurate as we can. You know, I did pick the Titans and the Rams, and, and go figure both of those games, spread-wise, was a difference of total of two and a half points. Oh, oh that painful Watching the Rams go up and down on the Bills near the second half was entertaining. And then the Bills go down to score a touchdown. And the Rams was called for pass interference with the guy's arm wide open. Now, again, you know what? Believe in karma. The, the, the Rams stiffed the Cowboys on an offensive pass interference in the first week. And now, look, they get stiffed on one in this game. So, you know, what? we're going to call that one even. But, uh, you know, going forward, there's plenty of things to talk about. Glenn will be joining us shortly couple of points I want to bring up first was uh, a couple of things I was passionate about. The first thing was was the news breaking today and yesterday was the COVID cases for the Tennessee Titans going when they played on the road in Minnesota. Three players and five people on the staff. I don't know if they were coaches. I don't know if they were trainers, but there were five people on the staff. Look, come on. Would you just stay within the guidelines of what's supposed to be out there? There is a pandemic out there. You're getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not over to millions of dollars. You can stay out of the limelight for a little bit. Did, did you see what happened with Major League Baseball? They broke away to go to a strip club for chicken wings. Okay, please. Come on. You're not fooling anybody. You're, 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 you're not fooling anybody. The second thing that I want to talk about with everybody, and, I'm, and, I'm, and again, I'm, uh, I'm rather uh, passionate about it, was... Seahawks and Cowboys. Chris Carson runs the ball up the middle. He only gets a yard, whatever, he possibly two yards. Then he's tackled. And then his legs are grabbed by a defensive tackle for the Cowboys named Tristan Hill. And he's purposely what's called alligator rolled and injures Chris Carson on purpose. There is no place for that in today's football. We have COVID to fight and now you're purposely injuring other players. Unacceptable. I hope this guy gets banned. Hope this guy gets fined. And you know what? That's almost as bad as Miles Garrett hitting the quarterback over the head with the helmet. Blatant disregard and blatant pain struck uh, uh blatant pain put on another player unnecessarily there's no room for that anyway g will be joining us shortly i just want to thank you guys yet again for joining me this week i I, i'm very i I get lots of positive feedback and i appreciate every bit of it and i'm going to do even better for you by coming up with two shows a week so we can get much more accurate information i had a seven game ten dollar ticket parlay going and i needed the ravens to beat the spread by three and a half or 750 bones and what happened to that ravens team anyway all this and more coming up on pound the rock thank you for joining me my name is the commission david Pletta, and glenn will be joining us shortly listen come hang out with us for the next hour or so and then uh, come join us again later this week for another hour or so thank you very much and hang in there we'll be right back This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Larry Plata Remax. Larry Plata's sales representative of Remax Escarpment Realty. 
If you want to know more about the area and compare houses and costs and listings, please do visit Larry at LarryPlata.com where you can see all listings from Hamilton, Burlington area or follow Larry on his YouTube channel where Larry interacts with local communities. Again, this week's episode of Pound the Rock brought to you by Larry Pilata Remax. is two names, Kareem Hunt and, oh, yeah. Nick, and Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if they don't even throw the ball 20 times this game and hand it down and wear down the Washington Redskins. Because I think, I think, I think, I don't think. Good day, everybody. Welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am now here joined by the diabolical doppelganger of one voice box from Lou Rawls. Joining me now, as always, every week is my friend Glenn, lowercase g. What's going on, Glenn? Hey, David. Thanks for having me back on Pound the Rock. Glad to be here. Oh, pleasure, pleasure is all mine. Now, as I was telling the listeners before, we didn't uh, we didn't hit very well on our spreads, but again, we also made the spreads on Tuesday, and we gave some information out that we could have been updated throughout the week. So this is why, as I announced to them, we will now be going to two programs a week. Wednesday, of course, being the... The um, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, whichever we can get it out fast enough, will be a recap of the previous week and our thoughts on fantasy and spread thoughts for the Thursday night game. And then we will do a Friday or Saturday show giving our our picks and fantasy outlook for the weekend's game. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, one thing I wanted to say is, as I was telling them earlier on, I did go 8-16 and 16 on the picks, which I gave the listeners. So I'm not yeah. gonna re I'm not gonna rebuttal that. You went ten and sixteen. And also I had mentioned that the two games regarding the uh Titans and the Rams, of course, we had picked the Rams and the Titans, and there's two and a half points that cost us those two games. But it's that's football. It is what it is. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, injuries made a big problem with, with our games there. I would have never have recommended the Jaguars knowing DJ Chark was out. No, I agree there too. Uh that, that- that swung a lot of points either which way, you know, um, and also made a huge change for James Robinson. Oh, absolutely! But we, but the flip side to the to to the spreads, Glenn, is you and I, we made some damn good and accurate fantasy football suggestions. Yeah, like as far as like a lot of uh, changes, substitutions, players will be coming in. Yeah, possibilities were opening up. You know, you, you and I were talking. Remember, we were talking before this conversation about how we both love. Any receiver playing against the Falcons in any given week at this point in time? Yeah, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, even if Mitchell Trubisky like starts the game. <laughs> yeah, and, and you might even want to consider. I don't know. Uh, like I know with defenses, as far as defenses go, like you know, when when the Falcons are in, you probably want to avoid 
starting your defense on them <laughs> because even though they're, they're an 0 3 team, they're an 0 3 team that scored. How many points did you mention? 104 points. 104 points. And that's pretty good for a team that's 0 3. You think about that, breaks down over well over three points a game. So, you know, you're going to get in a shootout with these guys. So, hmm. oh, yeah, I no, know. no, they've scored, yeah. Uh, yeah. sorry, they've scored 90 points. 90 points. Yeah. Wow. 90 yeah. points you and, know, and a loss. Yeah. 90 points, losses. This team is, you know, they're going to get you some fantasy points. You and I spoke early, early about how you love the Falcons receivers. Um, and it's true. Like, I took Calvin Ridley every leg I'm in. Yeah, and he's hasn't disappointed yet. No, nope. you know, and it's going to be that way the way through. I think all the way through. That's just how they're set up to play. Well, uh, that team's not going to change. Looks like Julio's going to be t- passing the torch to to Calvin. But one one thing that I really really liked was you gave a piece of advice during the Chiefs and the Ravens game, and as 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 far off as you were for the team, you nailed it when you said that there's going to be. A fullback scoring in this game between Chiefs and Ravens. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Glenn, what happened? That, that, uh, Anthony Sherman? That fullback for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs took a pass from Patrick Mahomes that was just a little sneaky one. Anthony Sherman went into the end zone. And not just Anthony Sherman went into the end zone, Eric Fisher, the tackle, yeah. caught a touchdown pass. <laughs> Talk about rubbing it in. I was wondering who had Fisher in their lineup. Yeah. I'm going to say say you you, you can count it with half of a finger how many people have Fisher in their lineup. I think so. I think the only person, maybe only two people, three people, that'd be Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Eric Fisher had him in the lineup and their lineups that week, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm not even sure they had him in their lineup. But, we, know, uh, we know nobody on Baltimore had a bit, so that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? But uh, we both picked James Robinson and Ryan Fitzpatrick to have good games. Yeah. We both said night. we both said Belichick was going to take out Darren Roller. We both said Malcolm Brown should sit. But, Glenn, one thing you said, which was was what a very, very good pick, was if you, if you need a plug-and-play for one week, you start Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, that situation in Chicago... I looked at Trubisky. <laughs> oh, David, this is where things get really funny. I looked at the. I looked at Mitch Trubisky and how he's played in the first two games. I said he's he actually showed flashes of brilliance. You know that number two pick people were talking about, right? Yeah. But it's Trubisky, and for some reason, I was expecting um, some sort of regression. My thought was that naturally. He's going to rely on Jimmy Graham if he can in this game because Jimmy Graham had a pretty good matchup. It may not have looked like it on paper, but he was ready. And I saw that he was actually starting to produce. And, um, it seemed to be connecting a little bit more. So um, Graham's got – he himself probably has stuff to prove, right? Trubisky and Graham and Foles, three of them well, basically listen, like recycling. I, we spoke about this earlier, but I, I really have to tip my hat to Matt Nagy <laughs> okay, yeah. for benching a quarterback after your team starts two and zero. Yeah, how bad is Mitchell Trubisky? So I think every time we say the word Trubisky, Glenn, much like the Family Guy, every time they said the word Meg, he stuck his tongue out. Every time we say Trubisky, we're gonna give it a. <clears throat> <laughs> I was gonna say the fart noise. Yeah. <laughs> listen, th- listen. Th- the thing is, is that. 
we as football fans have now had three seasons and or more dealing with this guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. Uh, he killed me last year. So, again, every time we say that name, his name's going to be Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> but under something... Mitchell, yeah. under something more serious, is getting back to our recommendations, we both recommended Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is 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 looking like a consummate pro. And I would yeah. suggest a little secret to people looking at Burrow's schedule going ahead. Listen, everybody, if you can go out and snag Burrow because he's got two back to back three hundred plus yards games. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna say Joe Burrow. He was on my four J rookies I was talking about. Yep. And let's just say my first. The first of my four J rookies, yeah. uh, Joel Burrow. Yeah. This week he had three hundred and twelve yards. He had like uh, two touchdowns. Went out for twenty twenty point three points in Yahoo as far as their standard scoring goes in fantasy. And interesting enough, I was watching his path distribution. This kid can he can get points with his legs, but mm-hmm. if you saw um he had he had uh Rookie T. Higgins, he managed to go. Uh, yep. Higgins had nine targets, five receptions, and 40 yards, two touchdowns. So it's a bit of a touchdown vulture there. Yep. He's not moving the ball up and down the field, but it seems that Burrow trusts this guy in the red zone. So that's something to keep your eye on. He did have 13 targets to Tyler Boyd, right? 10 receptions, 125 yards, no yep. touchdowns. Still very good. Burrow still managed to get out six shots to, to A.J. Green for five completions and 36 yards. And for his two running backs, both of them had three targets each. Mixon had two receptions. Gio had three receptions. Mixon on his receptions only 16 yards, but Gio had 55 yards on his three. So Gio, we still see as the passing guy, passing back in there, that sense in some ways to Mixon for relief. But Burrow has a lot to, to, to go with right there. And I didn't even see what, um, I didn't even check out the, the results with the tight end, but at uh, this point, he, he seems to be connecting with everybody he needs to. Yeah, I I, I I took your advice last week and, and picked up Sample in a couple of leagues because Sample's got a really good schedule going forward. So I left him on the bench. He didn't seem to, to light it up. Maybe people caught on to it. But I want to elude on to the Bengals. Glenn, three weeks, Joe Mixon's got 60 touches, and Joe Mixon's got nothing done. Now, yeah. since, since week one Uh-oh. podcast, I've never been a fan of Mixon. Not that I don't think the guy's talented, but I just don't think that – Fantasy wise, a running back can have a prosperous season when teams are down, and especially that's number one. Especially number two, you don't have much of an offensive line. Like there's no Cowboys or Colts offensive line in front of you. You've got a rookie quarterback. Your 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 team is behind, and for some reason, I don't think Joe Burrow, who ironically had uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire in uh, LSU, dumped the pass off to him all the time. He's throwing it to uh, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same talent level, but, you know, familiarity as far as uh, what Joe Burrow is familiar with doing and has his strengths. You know, like, I mean, if this team caters uh, their offense towards playing for strengths, Burrow is going to be an excellent QB1 before long. Oh, he's he, he'll be just fine. Um, want, to, uh, want to go into... A couple of games. We won't talk about the Dolphins and Jaguars because that was just that was very painful to watch. Get any hope in the Jaguars? Okay, everybody, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Glenn and I we're going to get into the uh, week two matchups again. I am the Commission Dave Butt, along with my old friend Glenn. You're on Pound the Rock. We'll be back in a minute.
This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Harvest Cannabis Company. Go to their website at www.harvestcannabisco.ca, located at 59 Delusi Street in Brantford. Harvest Cannabis Company. Enjoy the harvest. Harvest Cannabis looking to have their soft opening Friday, October the 2nd, and have their grand opening Friday, October the 9th. Again, Harvest Cannabis Company. Check their website out at harvestcannabisco.ca. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commission David Plata. With me, as always, is the doppelganger of Lou Rawls, Glenn Lowercase G. Okay, Glenn, so, like we were telling the listeners, we're going to go into uh, every game. Uh, this week, you had a highlight point. You wanted to talk about the four J's. I believe one of those four J's is involved with the Dolphins and Jaguars game. Talk about it. That's right, David. It's James Robinson, the running back to the Jaguars, who stepped in this year when Leonard Fournette was traded to the. Well, actually, just cut. Yeah. Luckily enough, <laughs> but but on this, but James Robinson has been producing steadily and getting better week by week. The first week he had um, 62 rushing yards, 28 receiving yards for 90 yards total. Week two, he had 102 rushing yards, one touchdown, 18 reception, 18 yards receiving. Uh, week three against Dolphins now just passed. He had 46 rushing yards, two touchdowns on the ground, 83 more rush uh, yards through the air. So 129 yards total, two touchdowns, you know, for 27.9 points on uh, Yahoo Standard Fantasy. That's pretty good. With, with six great catches, week, so, too. Yeah, and- I, don't, I don't see things really slowing down for him. Jaguars are not the Gardner Minshew. He's not being thrown the ball, airing it out down the field. Um, like say Peyton Manning style, but um, that that position there in Jacksonville as a running back, I mean that produced years for Leonard Fournette. No reason to think he can't do the same for James Robinson going forward. He also and led the team in Jay. in receiving yards was, too. Sorry, he also led the Jaguars in receiving yards in that game too, uh, James Robinson. Yeah, so I mean, like he's an important part to their offense. I mean, if you don't have him in your lineup or if he's still available in, in your league, you should pick him up. Uh, Worst thing, I, I don't. I don't think there's many leagues where he'd still be available right now. But if he is, go get him. If he's Wait. still available in a league, somebody sign me up for that league. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> going over, the money league too. Going over for to the Dolphins. Uh, that was that was a Ryan Fitzpatrick show of two touchdowns. Miles Gaskin, Devontae Parker. I mean, he just dinked and dunked it to everybody he could over over the game. And Gasecki still only had one catch in that game. Yeah, um, you know. Fitzy, he's a um, typical Fitz. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a lot of points coming for you, like in the first couple little bit. People always get excited. I've had him on my, in, my, in my roster a few times where I'm going, man, this guy's really, really great. And then somewhere halfway, he's, he'll show up to disappoint you. But for now, I'd, I'd keep riding that Fitz, Fitz Ryan Fitzpatrick truck wagon all the way to uh, have to circle the wagons and then call the Buffalo Bills to save me or something. I'm not sure. We'll see. Fitzy, go with them for now. Yeah. 
um, until, you know, I think he's playing out the string as long as possible. He's going to try to keep Tua on that bench as long as possible. Well, but, you know uh, how Fitzpatrick goes. He has a good streak, phenomenal streak, about six to eight games, and then it's five interceptions again. So be on the lookout for that five-interception game. Um, yeah, that's that's coming. It's due. It's due. We know that. Another you game, know. before I forget, I wanted to touch on this one here. And it was extremely, I, I was really, really intrigued by this game between the Packers and Saints. Now, again, you got two, you almost have mirror images of each other production-wise between Rodgers and Breeze, both over slightly over 280 yards and three touchdowns. But two things I wanted to say in this game. One, Alvin Kamara is such a phenomenal fantasy talent, and he pretty much is the Saints offense without Michael uh Oh, uh, my goodness. Thomas. Michael Thomas in the lineup. But another thing was, Glenn, was this made you really think. You see, Green Bay's got the ball. It's late in the fourth quarter. Rodgers hard counts the defense. This is a road yeah. game for Green Bay. I know. And he hard counted the home team defense. It just goes to show you, Glenn, the impact of what it's like to not have a home home field crowd. Yeah, as we were saying earlier in the year, this is a different year. Things are going to be a little odd. Weirdness happens. And to see, you never see the Saints jump offside on a hard count at home, nope. ever. Or anybody. <laughs> you know, no, anybody, yeah, exactly, because the crowd noise, the 12th man they speak of. You know, in Seattle, you've got it. New Orleans, you have it. Anywhere you have a dome where there's a raucous crowd, or even in Kansas City, you know, they get really loud there, too. They drown out, so the op opposite team the offense can't get their signals in you know and it's, it causes all sorts of confusion but this way Aaron Rodgers I saw him do that hard count made the New Orleans lineman jump I was like oh my god free play we're in a different yeah we're in a different league now than last year that's for sure free play because now this guy on the road he has the advantage yep wow <laughs> and that flipped and now you've got a guy like Rodgers uh 13 wins for him this year is not inconceivable. He's, he's already not got, he's already 25% <laughs> yeah. the way there. Um, yeah. On the topic of road, uh, now no road team advantage, uh, no, excuse me, no home team advantage, the Chiefs went into Baltimore and they handled the Ravens. Wow. Handled the ever. Ravens. I mean, this, I, I was watching this game because if you were following our podcast, I had a seven gamer going. $10 would have paid $750. The last game I needed was the Ravens. The Ravens yep. run down the field. They're playing coy. They went the the first drive of the game. They should have kept going up the middle, but they decided to get fancy and go on the outside. And they kicked a field goal. Right then and there, We were, the Ravens were doomed simply because the Chiefs had no crowd noise to worry about. And it was just man-on-man. Mm -hmm. man. And the second the Chiefs got that first touchdown, granted they missed the extra point, but the second the Chiefs got that first touchdown, the Ravens played from behind. The first Ravens are no good from behind. Yeah. You know, Lamar they, they through 97 yards. Yeah. But but there's two things going here in that situation, though, right? There is, there's, there's, as you said, there's a lot of crowd noise to give the, the home field advantage. Um, but also... There's a psychology. The Ravens are like, you know, they feel they could beat anybody in the league, and they and they can. But they've lost a couple games in a row now at the KC, right? Yeah. Holmes and those guys are still the champions. Uh, and and when I when I saw that first touchdown, it was to me it was almost like, okay, I'm not sure what to expect at this point because Baltimore isn't playing like I 
even at halftime going in, I thought they would have had more oomph coming out. Mm-hmm. And they had a little bit, but they really didn't have an answer for KC because the difference in this game, okay, as opposed to what KC was doing before, I remember going into this game thinking KC can't play in this game the way that they have all year. No. He can't he can't afford to put yourself in a hole and try to come back on these guys. And that was a the difference. They jumped on Baltimore first and set them off and I think because of the misbalanced step and kind of threw off the rest of the game plan for the for the Ravens to some degree. Because Casey was able to come back with another touchdown pretty quick, you know. Oh it's it, it was it was it was literally like watching, you know, men to boys. And it was funny because somebody had accidentally posted Kansas City versus Baltimore somewhat high school team. And you know what, Glenn? It almost looked like they were playing a high school team. <laughs> At some points, yeah. Was, I, was, I was like watching the receivers running all over the place. Open, open, open. Like, wow. Hardman was open. Watkins was open. Watkins oh, was open a lot. Watkins was open a lot. Hardman dropped a, dropped a pass right off his chest in the end zone. I know. It's, it's, you think about what, what, I mean, how much more damage Casey could have done in that game. Yeah. You know, um, you know, all, 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 all other things aside, right? Games like this happen even between two very evenly matched teams, where one team can just go off in the next. If these two teams had to play each other again in the, in the finals in the playoffs right now, I wouldn't sleep on Baltimore. I still wouldn't sleep on on the Ravens because it's, it's the hardest thing to do is to actually sleep a team. Well, the that, year, and right? you, you might have a point, but Baltimore needs to improve if they're going to beat the Chiefs. Fantasy wise, fantasy wise, going forward. Fantasy wise, going forward, how do you feel about Lamar Jackson? Oh, absolutely confident. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, it's you have one. You can, everybody can have one game where they're not so great in the air, right? But if it came down Everything. to it, where you had Lamar Jackson, and then you had, for example, let's say a uh, Dak Prescott, who are you starting? Well, me, you know, David, I'm always. I always go look at my matchups. True. You know, I, I, I assess my my assess my lineup, and I'll look at the best matchup. Now, Dak Dak has been playing lights out. Dak is playing without a contract right now, in a sense, too. Yeah. So there's no reason to think he's going to slow down in his production anytime soon. If anything, I think he's going to keep at a high level as long as possible, maybe even up it a little bit towards the end of the year, if nothing's signed, because he's playing playing for his money again. And we saw we saw what he did last year. You know, he finished top ten quite easily. Or was he top? Was he number six, five or six last year? No, he was top. Zach five. was up there. Actually, I think yeah. he was, depending on the league, I think he was fourth. Uh, yeah, all depending on the league. Dak was was a top ten quarterback, and he's playing like it again this year. Uh, there's no be like I said. It really depends on the matchup. You know, if Lamar's got a matchup say, against Baltimore again, maybe I don't take that. You know, but if you know. Dak has a matchup against anybody in the NFC East, you know. Moving forward, let's just quickly go back to the Bengals and Eagles game, which was a tie game, which was, it was hard to yeah. watch. Um, I'm still confident in Carson Wentz as a fantasy starter because Carson Wentz, is, he threw 225 and a touchdown. He also ran for 65 and a touchdown. But what are your thoughts on this wide receiver out of the Eagles, Greg Ward, who, who exploded out of this game with Eight catches, seventy-two yards, and a touchdown. But he was also targeted eleven more, eleven times. That's one more than Zach Ertz. Yeah, Ward's um, Ward's been there. Ward's one of those backup guys. He was he's been with the Eagles for a few years now, and he's um, messed me a plug and play receiver later on in the year because the Eagles receivers for some reason just have injuries, injuries, injuries galore. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Carson's also un- inaccurate with that long um, ball. You know, just, just like when everybody got excited about Boston Scott the first week, and I was like, nah, don't worry about it, because there'll be more injuries in this Eagle backfield. That's how it always goes. Uh, you look at the receivers going back to the Philadelphia over the years, you know, most of the most of their aerial attack is done through tight end. No, well, now it is, yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, but isn't Goddard yeah. out for a bit? Goddard's, Goddard's hurt right now. He's on the IR. Uh, but Zach is still there. Ertz. Oh, yeah, Ertz is still there. Ertz is still there. You know, Ertz, and Ertz, Ertz has been known to be like a power, power mover on his own. So if he goes back to production like what he's had before, I mean, there's no reason to worry about um, Carson Wentz and Philly and Ertz because Carson Wentz has been working with basically a patch-up receiver group even the year when they won Super Bowl. I also you know, feel that they the, had all their uh, receivers were healthy. The, the the play calling in this game was rough. The Eagles offensive line was rough. Carson Wentz yeah. almost looked shy. Um, yeah. Miles Sanders looked good. You know, mm-hmm. how, how can he not against the Bengals? Joe Burrow looked cool as, looked cool as ice, and you even mentioned him. But another player I'm bringing up is... Joe Mixon, is he not in the Bengals' plans? Does does Burroughs not like him? It's 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 just one of those things where, you know, I know he's got a good schedule going forward, but is he in their plans, Glenn? Um, Mixon's, you know, Mixon's interesting because he's a very functional. He's functional uh, as a as a running back, but the thing is, what does Burroughs' game plan? What what are they building around Joe Burrow right now? Is it a dink and dunk plan where maybe he gets a lot of short passes did you move the ball up the field in that case maybe they'll use Mixon um, just as a distraction play action type of thing or or do they keep going say um, uh, uh, sorry David I'm trying to think here uh, hmm. well I don't know Mixon I, I don't know I wouldn't be excited about him I would keep no. him exactly as he is in the same type of production Burrow's going to find more production out of his tight end and his receiver group going forward. Mixon's going to be about the same. He'll give you the same results as he has typically. And, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe in two years they actually get a new running back in there. I wouldn't be surprised either, especially if Burrow's is, 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 is the man down the road and he's not clicking with this guy. Uh, now, on, the topic of, on the topic of red-hot quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen and the Bills hosting the Rams, my goodness, what a... What a what a odd game! <laughs> yeah, what what an odd um, game! But uh, to fantasy wise, of course, Josh Allen over three hundred yards and four TDs, and Goff three over three hundred yards and two TDs. But the big the big surprise here was Cole Beasley hundred yards and six catches. But again, on a fantasy wise, you 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 couldn't miss on this game. But on a betting wise. This was, we had picked the Rams. It looked slum at the end of the first half. It looked great at the end of the game. But that questionable pass interference call, yeah, okay, at the end of the game was was just a heartbreaker. But again, the Rams can't cry because the same thing happened in their favor in week one. Yeah. But I'm going to say this. These referees, can you please be consistent with your play calling? And And with all the technology we got out now, you know, you figured they'd improve on it, but again, it's twenty twenty. What can you expect in terms yeah. of in terms of fantasy wise in this game? It seems the Rams have found their their running back, but again, I'm still not holding a lot of value in that. You know, it it it, it just it just goes to show you that uh, that 
again, this is now, I think, the second game we've talked about, Glenn, with over 60 total points scored in a game. What's going on in 2020? 2020 is the year, we said it before, David. Everybody's starting out. This is basically, we're still in, we just basically ended the first quarter of 2020. And the way it was played, um, you know, with no preseason, we just finished the preseason, technically speaking, in a sense. Yeah, well, one you know, more game. Now, now from here on in, things going to be a little bit more normalized of what you'll see happening for the rest of the year. Um, we, you know, we've had Mitch Trubisky go 2-0 and in the preseason, basically. And now Nick Foles is starting. Yeah, right? exactly. So going forward. Remember, it was in the first couple games were going to be like that. And so what you've had is Atlanta lose a bunch of games and score a lot of points. You've had Dallas lose a couple games and or lose one game score a lot of points. I mean, you've had you've had all these things happening. You've had you've had you've had quarterbacks injured before the game even started and being put up for a couple of weeks because they have because a trainer punctured a lung. You know, oh, wasn't even like an opposite team. This is one of your own trainers. We've had we've had lots of weirdness happen. We've had right now um, games canceled this weekend or at least postponed because of COVID. Something else to contend with, right? And how that affects the lineups going through through guys on your on your roster who may be sick may not may not be available to you and even then how long, how far down the line does it go, how many other players are affected. If an entire team's like, you know, like what the Packers. Look at the Broncos. <laughs> Broncos. Just with injuries. We're that, talking just with go. football injuries, let alone something else. I mean, the game the games the two games this weekend with Minnesota and Tennessee, um, you know, the those games are, are affected by something non football related. I touched yeah. about it in the, in the opening. They have they want 30,000 fans in a game. What are you doing? You guys just got positive tests. Keep it, keep <laughs> yeah, it, no know. fans. I know. But we'll, 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 get in, we'll get into that game because we, we, we touched on the Bears and Falcons, which again was a heartbreaker. And again, yeah. I took the Falcons as my lock of the week in terms of the points. And I looked like a genius until the fourth quarter when the Falcons <laughs> were up 26 to 10. And then Nick Foles comes in and gets 20 unanswered points. Yeah. Nick Foles is their quarterback going forward. Again, you the, the valiant Allen Robinson goes through the roof and Anthony Miller goes up. There's my boy, my my best friend in fantasy this year, Calvin Ridley, getting a solid five catches, 110 yards, had a touchdown pass go right through his hands in the end zone, but it's okay. It was on the tight coverage. But again, <laughs> that's that's just 2020 for you. We we we, we had a, a we had a well, I at least had a lock in the Falcons in that game. It took one player to come in and mm-hmm. It, it, it totally turned around the aspect of the game. 20 unanswered in the points in the fourth quarter. Not only did the Falcons not cover the four points, Glenn, they lost that game. What does that show for yeah. the, Atlanta, the Atlanta defense on a team that scored 90 points this year and 0-3? Uh, it says a lot because it was a Jimmy Graham sighting in that game. Yeah, Two so, touchdowns. I, I don't you know, know. We haven't seen Jimmy Graham in a while, really. Nobody's been able to say that. Jimmy Graham, multiple targets, multiple touchdowns. Somebody, wow! Somebody called. <laughs> you know, somebody called that. I forget who called that before the show. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, we did. Nice, but the the, 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 the hey, these things happen, yeah. and you know what? Say Trubisky a couple times. Trubisky. Okay. Trubisky. So, Trubisky. Trubisky. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trubisky was definitely the, the reason that had to come out, put Foles in. Foles look like Foles comes in, in the second half, goes one eighty eight for three touchdowns. Give me a break, Atlanta. Give me a break. Man, they yep. made him look like the Super Bowl hero that, that we thought he was well, all listen, those years ago. You, you can say what you want about Foles going forward, but Foles 
came in, won the Super Bowl because nobody had anything on him. Fold come into this game, looks like a champion because nobody had anything on him. You're going to get one more good game out of him, but then I think Foles is going to slow down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because of the reason why he wasn't starting for a team already as a Super Bowl winner, because he would have been. Absolutely. It was inconsistent, right? You know, but he had to go in. He, 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 you know, I called this game with the Falcons going in playing Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> and then Nick, Nick Foles goes in it just completely ruins it for me. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, regardless, final thought on this game, be confident starting Falcons receivers because the Falcons defense is that bad. They're going to have to play from behind. And yep. again, heat expectations on Nick Foles for the whole season, but you, you, you got something good going forward. Now, another game that, that's, 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 that literally we, we, we called right to the T was the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. We both said Baker wasn't going to throw the ball much more than 20, 20 times. He only threw a 23. We both said yeah. both running backs for Cleveland were going to do well. They both, like Chubb had a great game, and Kareem Hunt even found the end zone receiving. And yeah. They're looking like that Mac and Biner comparison we mentioned. Yep, they, they are. And again, the spread, we both took the Browns. That's a, that, since, since when has Cleveland ever been favored seven points and pulled that spread off? We called it. Whenever they have, they usually lose those games. Yeah, they usually lose them by about 30. <laughs> by at least two touchdowns. Yeah. Holy crow. So, again, you know. here's here's an interesting tidbit I want you to touch on. We knew Chubb did well. Beckham, listen, Beckham going forward, you can only start when Cleveland's in a shootout. You know, you, lo- yeah. you love McLaurin. McLaurin does well. Gibson is okay. But Hoskins, 224, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Glenn, there are, there, there are rumors that Dwayne Haskins might be getting pulled. Well, you know, I think I think um, Riverboat Ron is going to stick with his quarterback for now. He understands he's. he's I think um, patience is is what uh, you're going to find a lot with um, with Rivera in regards to to um, Haskins. Yep. Simply because you know Haskins is a young player still, right? He's still learning quite a lot. He still has quite a bit to go. Uh, you know, and and you know Rivera came in and he got this guy. He's got to see the kid was still like you know number one quarterback Ohio State. He has actually shown signs that he's getting better. You know, I kind of I think I think in terms of like week by week progression, I think that's what um, that's what Rivera is gonna be looking at. Week by week progression. He's remember Rivera coached uh, Cam Newton before. Yeah. Right? And and Haskins is, is somewhat a big body guy. Not as big as Newton. Rivera went I to the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Yeah. I think I think I think Rivera can work with this kid given time. I just I just trust in the coach in that sense. If the coach uh, sticks with him, yeah, then Haskins will develop slowly over time. You see, like how Gardner is developing a little bit in Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, I think I think yeah, Minshew's like Minshew himself is uh, is like that too. Like a guy that you just need to give him a little time. Well, you know, and you'll see what you'll get. You know, especially, especially, in a, especially in a season like this, and especially with the off season, the Red. Oh my God, the Redskins, Washington. Yes, yeah, Washington. <laughs> you know? I know what you mean. M- maybe every time we say Redskins, we should say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, the Washington football team, <laughs> the, the big W, yeah, the W. Big, we just big, call them the W. We just call them. We w. just call them Washington. Um, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> The, the, this game here is yep. one I know you want to loot on with a loot on with a player that you have a, a a little projection for the 49ers and the Giants. Um, how bad are both New York teams? Because both New York teams, over the span of three games, neither of them has eclipsed 38 points total over three games, and the 49ers just went in and Nick Mullins put up 
343 yards and a touchdown. Daniel Jones was screaming for his life. He threw 179 yards, no touchdowns. He was also their leading rusher on five attempts and 49 yards. How in God's name could you have any fantasy uh, assurity in the Giants, at least for the next schedule? I know they have a weaker schedule going downward. Uh, sorry, the last uh, back back eight of the season. But going forward, in terms of the Niners, it's it's literally putting your hands into a bag of bits and bites. You pull it out, you never know what you're going to get. But the the, yep. the Giants is is there's Glenn I'm having a tough time having confidence in anybody for them uh, uh, fantasy wise. Yeah, the Giants are tough because they have oh my god, you know that injury to Saquon was huge. That injury and then the injury to Sterling Shepard was not something else. And then you know you're just looking at the injured players in the Giants lineup are like their keys. Yeah. Um, oh, Saquon and, going down and, was was hard. Yeah, yeah. That that mean, but Saquon injury totally affected the entire Giants lineup like that. It's not as if it was just you know if it was Shepard or just Engram being out or something that would you know really wouldn't affect a lot of the other things. But this one does. Saquon being out totally affects every other Giant on the roster. And it brings them down as far as I'm concerned. You know, it just makes it easier to key on these guys. They don't really have much else. Daniel Jones, sure. Or except with Daniel Jones, but if he doesn't have Saquon on the backfield and with the team he has, they're doomed. You know, uh, I think Engram would be great if you could rely on him to stay healthy, but you can't even do that. Um, it was on the other side of the ball from the Giants, uh, San Francisco, San Francisco, the Niners. I do believe you. Yeah, I do believe uh, you. 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 You made a, a really long shot. Uh, really long shot pick. Long shot pick with one Jeff Wilson. Glenn, explain. <laughs> Jeff Wilson Jr., I said he's a bit of a touchdown vulture. I've used him before like this. But I mean, with guys being hurt, Wilson's somebody with a trust down in the red zone with the carries. I've seen him do that before. Um, when Mostert came in last year, before Mostert started dominating, Wilson was the guy that they went to in the end zone a lot to fill in for those spots there. If McKinnon or somebody else wasn't powerful enough to get through. But in addition to Wilson being a touchdown vulture within the red zone like that, he also picked up um, – 54 yards in, in receptions for one touchdown as well. I'm surprised. Three, three targets, three receptions yeah. for 54 yards. So, you know, a sneaky little guy to have on your roster. As long as as long as long the guys in that San Francisco backfield are banged up right now, take Wilson, stick him on your roster if you, if you need to fulfill in a flex. So Trust me on this one. That game was rather easily handled by the 49ers despite injuries, so we know what to feel of the uh, Giants going forward. Uh, another yep. another really intriguing game was this next game. The Texans at the Steelers. The Texans came out guns and blazing. Scored 21 points in the first half. Even my boy Will Fuller caught a touchdown. But yep. then they did nothing in the second half. And now that the Steelers came back and win, Steelers came back and won the five and a half point spread on them. Steelers just yeah. looked good. Glenn Eric Ebron woke up a little bit with five for 50 and a touchdown. But this, the Steelers look good. I think I have confidence in them going forward. I have to yep. say, I'm impressed with the Texans, even though they're 0-3. But the Texans have an 0-3 against the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Yeah, and really, most teams who are not in the top six in the AFC would probably have that kind of record with that kind of start. Yep. <laughs> you know, you're looking at the two, probably the two best teams in the AFC and probably two of the best defenses in the AFC. Huh. To start your year, I the think, first three games. I, I think you might have all three of the best defenses in the AFC because Spagnolo is just calling it oh. this year. 
as a, as, a, amazing. as a D coordinator of the Chiefs. Like he he shut down. He sh- I don't want to say he shut down, but he extremely slowed down that Ravens offense and Lamar Jackson. You know, and, oh, yeah. and and on the other side, how can he go wrong when when you've got when you've got Patrick Mahomes? But regardless, let's not get away from this game. Um, I I'm I going forward in terms of our betting. I hope teams sleep on the Texans because the Texans will be will be beating spreads. And yeah, I think so. But sure. a, but a flip side, what I want to say to this is, the Steelers are a big bad three and zero. But the Steelers are a big bad three and zero against who, Glenn? They're number one, the zero three Texans. Okay. Yeah. Number two, the zero and three Broncos, and yeah. number three, the zero and three Giants. Yeah. We now need, the zero so, three Bronco game is when I called Denver actually upset Pittsburgh in too. And Denver almost did. Last, it, yeah. came, it came down to the wire. But one thing that's uh, going to be interesting about this game, uh, about both teams going forward, is we have to look. If the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored heavy, you might want to lean towards their opponent. If the Texans opponent opponents are favored heavy, you might want to lean towards the Texans. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, along that line, I mean, you have to look and see the quality of the competition they've played so far and what they've done. And it's mad. A lot of these spreads are based upon people just assuming game records. It's like, well, hold on, game records against who? Right. Uh, the Steelers have had they're oh they're three and zero, but three and zero against against teams that aren't expected to make the playoffs. Their combined opponents in this year, the Steelers, is is zero and nine. Yeah, yeah, right on. Let's, you might as well be playing the Jets every day and call yourself a uh, oh, capable champion or something. Listen, the Jets. <laughs> the, 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 we'll get into the Jets later. Believe me. Um, yeah. <laughs> on the top of, of, of Enigma teams, the Raiders and the Patriots. I'm having a real. Yeah. I'm having a real tough time believing that the that the Raiders can go and score a total of 68 points over the first two games and get held to 20 points over the. Game with the Patriots. I didn't when I made the prediction of keeping the, having the Raiders keep this close. I didn't think that the Raiders came off an emotional Monday night game. They had a short week, and they I didn't know how riddled they were with injuries. Henry Ruggs, yeah. I don't uh, he, he he's injured now, and Belichick yeah. took Waller out of this game. We both called it, and the Raiders could not go up and down the field. The Patriots handled the Raiders with Rex Burkhead. Yeah, ball control. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Patriots are going to give you a different game every week on offense. That's just Belichick. He's just smart like that. You know, he'll take away your, he'll take away whatever you're doing on offense, and then he'll give, he'll do whatever he needs to, to do on offense to win. So, Burkhead's incredible fantasy performance this weekend. I wouldn't you know? expect that every week. I'm going to expect that maybe I, one every six weeks because that's what New England does. I don't expect does. that at all for the year again. You know what's annoying? <laughs> you know, you know what's annoying, Glenn. Is I had a props ticket and I needed Sony Michelle last week to get 19 rushing yards and he got 14. And this week he goes off for 117. Give me a break. Yeah. Anybody who has a Patriot running back in their lineup knows the frustration of having a Patriot running back in your lineup. <laughs> it's, completely, it's, it's completely inconsistent. And once in a while they'll give you monster points. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be times where you'll go, is this guy even still on the team? You know, because they won't use him at all. I, it's just. They go with the game plan and what they need to do to win. Oh, uh, Bill Belichick has absolutely no interest in winning anybody's fantasy league for them. Believe me on that. No NFL <laughs> coach does. But, yeah. but but don't forget on the topic of the Patriots running game, James White comes back next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Burkhead goes kind of goes back to you know being the second guy or third because I don't even know who the first, second, third guy is there. You got. 
Gainesway, you got Tony Michelle, you got Rex Burkhead, um, somebody else, Damian Harris too. You know, a rookie they just drafted a couple of years ago to do something else. I mean, you, you figure, look at the three guys you got there already. What else do you need? But you went out and drafted somebody else. Cam uh, Cam, Cam Newton definitely mm-hmm. took a back seat to the running game in this game, and uh, yeah, their defense was strong. Oakland started off real strong, turned the ball over, and then they were done. They the Raiders. Yeah. They, they 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 were just too injured. Um, we're gonna yeah, really talk a lot about we're gonna really talk a lot about this game. The Tennessee Titans played the Minnesota Vikings. Now, on top of the fact that this was just an interesting fantasy wise game, you know, in my last week's podcast, I I, I called Kirk Cousins for two hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. You know what he got, Glenn? Two hundred fifty yards that? and three touchdowns. So okay, I think I was close, close on that one. That was close. You know, we we, we like we both like Dalvin Cook, but mm-hmm. Tannehill is had an amazing yard. Oh, Tannehill and Henry. 181 yards. Wow. Tannehill and Henry just just went off. Uh, Tannehill, I'm sorry, Tannehill. Cook and Henry both went off. (laughs) Ryan Tannehill is probably the most underrated quarterback in this league right now, most likely due to Mr. Gates in in, in New York. Uh, You've always loved this Justin Jefferson, and and look what he did. He he, he had seven for, I think, a buck 75 and a touchdown. Yeah, he's one of my Jays I want to talk about there. Okay, well, can, why, well why don't you talk about yeah. Mr. Justin Jefferson? Uh, all right, so Justin Jefferson this weekend, um, series, or for the Vikings, he came into week three. Um, he had six targets coming into week three. Uh, oh. Week three alone, he had seven. Uh, he had nine targets, seven receptions, 175 yards. Now, like I said, over the first two weeks, he only had six targets, and you know, not that many yards, but he had four more targets in this game is on week three than Adam Thielen, uh, the number one guy in Minnesota. So at this point, people are saying Stephon who? Yeah. Because this kid with 175 yards, one touchdown in one game, seven receptions, nine targets. Like I said, four more targets than your number one guy there, Adam Thielen. Uh, and and couple that with Dalvin Cook's 181 yards on the ground. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he should be feeling much better today. Yeah, um, no. he he he. For some reason, he's 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 a, a different player on the road and at home. But one thing I really want to talk to about this this game, Glenn, and you know the NFL's got to be careful here. But what was it? Eight people off the Tennessee Titans staff tested positive for for COVID. Three players, yeah. five uh, five staff members, and then today another player got tested positive for COVID. The Vikings seem to be fine, but what is it with these players? Can you not? Just stay with your team. We, we we don't know how they got it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna think that they they definitely left the facility. They definitely went and did something. It, or 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 Glenn, is it the or, or is it the fans? But they, uh, wow. they, they, they they they. But the one thing I will tell the NFL, they are reacting very very confidently. If they need to postpone the Steelers and Titans game, they will. I do believe it's already getting pushed to Monday night or Tuesday night. But come yeah. on, people in the NFL. Come on, everybody involved. You guys are out there very fortunate that you're playing right now. Roger Goodell, the NFL, they have done everything they possibly can to keep COVID under wraps so people can play, so people can watch. Please don't be selfish and ruin it for everybody. It only takes one. And you know, this the league is full of tons of them. It's just a matter of keeping those guys under control. Oh. You saw what happened with basketball in their bubble. They still, like, even with all the discipline and sensibility, they still had problems with, with the occasional person who wanted to go get chicken wings or have, that was, that a, have was some baseball. strange girl show up in their room. I mean, like, for real, seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as, a, as a somebody else there who's probably practicing the responsible behavior and taking care of not just yourself but your teammates, 
that kind of that would really bother me. That you know, if one of my teammates did that, oh I'd my be god! Like, okay, well, you're not really watching out for me, man. And no. all of a sudden, that's going to change the whole ship and dynamic as far as the team and how they perform, perhaps. No, Glenn, you know? I'm I'm a high risk, so I have to spend a lot of times in my house, and. Mm-hmm. Again, well, that's good for for me because I've I've I was able to get enough time to start to start this podcast. But again, this country that we live in, Canada, is is already back to almost square one with the amount of cases that they've had, and and people, players, you just you just got to know better. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to drop it. We're going to move on, and unfortunately, yep. we're going to go off to possibly the worst situation than COVID and talk about the New York Jets. Now, <laughs> oh my God, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> New York who? Oh, my God. Yeah, the Jets. How many wins there? Zero. Zero. Now, here's something Gang weird. Green. Well, we made our predictions last week. The Jets played the Colts. I said, if Jamison Crowder plays, yeah, they're going to keep it closer. Can the, can one player impact a victory? Possibly, but definitely it can definitely impact the points. Yeah. The Jets played the Colts. They had zero people on offense. They didn't have Bell. Poor Sam Donald's running for his life. Braxton Berrios caught a pass and then got blown coverage, tricked in the end zone. Crowder didn't play. I took the Colts. They even bumped the spread from 10.5 to 12.5. I didn't matter. Listen, you want, to, you want to know something funny? This is how bad the Jets are. If Phillip Rivers came out and he did the same offense that they did at the end of the Waterboy where you had him kneel, I like my new offense. <laughs> the defense and special teams... Just sitting on that field, the defense scored two touchdowns. They got a safety, and the special teams got a field goal. They yeah. would have won 19-7. to They still would have beat the 11.5-point spread gun. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Fantasy-wise oh for God. this game, the only mm-hmm. thing that was an impact was the Colts' defense. Yeah. Going forward yeah. with that. I like the Colts' defense going forward, but I, I, the, the bigger note is I like any defense against the New York Jets. Absolutely. If you got a defense starting against the Jets that week, start them because you're going to probably get turnovers. You're not going to have a lot of points scored against you, so you look good. I, I, this Of all the games, this was the game I made the least amount of notes, uh, notes on because it was just painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that way with both New York teams this year, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, watching watching both of them is like, oh, I don't know. I'm better yeah. off watching like a Pop Warner game or something like that, you know. At least Pop Warner, there. you could say, hey, I could do a better job if I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the armchair quarterback in me. We're coach. Here we are. We're there. Watching, oh, uh, watching another painful game, not as painful, but somewhat painful. The Panthers and the Chargers, Glenn, the Chargers just yeah. couldn't do anything right. I understand Justin Herbert threw for 330 yards and a touchdown, but, you know, they didn't manage the game right. Teddy Bridgewater managed that game, and they were able to beat them 21-6. I had the Chargers seven points all day long after they almost beat the Chiefs. But one thing is is that we did call Keenan Allen to have a big game, 13 for 132. Yeah. He even had a touchdown. But listen, Glenn... Tell me, Justin Herbert, is he the real deal going forward? Justin Herbert, you know, in, 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 with the 330 yards, one touchdown, he still had an interception mm. and a lost fumble. Okay, so we'll clean that up. Good. He only had 15.7 um, points in Yahoo Fantasy, you know, even with the 300-yard game and touchdown. But, you know, I mean, 
what's going on with Justin Herbert is that he's resurrected Keenan Allen back to fantasy relevance. Yep. You know, uh, super fantasy relevance. Keenan was like a top five receiver this week. And and I think for the year he's going to be like this. So as long as Justin's in there, Keenan's value stays up. Not only that, um, we're looking at uh, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Eckler had like, Eckler, Eckler. Um, he had the, he had the, what was going to say, 11 targets. Yeah. And 11 receptions for 84 yards. Yep. You know, uh, that was... His value just <laughs> went back up with Herbert. Yeah, that's, that's Herbert in there, right? So... Herbert, that's week two of Herbert. There were expectations to start. You pointed out something earlier about Nick Foles. Like, yeah, oh, great, I'll start him this game, I'll start him this game, but third game comes around. This team's had time to prep for me, so I don't know. Yeah. Herbert, we're basically seeing, as we talked about, this was the first quarter of the year. Basically, our preseason's over now. So next time Herbert starts, we get to really see what we get. Yep. Um, as we, as we, uh, yeah, as we had, he had a good game. Don't get me wrong. Glenn, who did, who, who, who did Sorry. Nick Foles replace? Who's what? Who did Nick Foles replace? <laughs> Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, that's 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 who um, Foles replaced. And, um, and you you, you couldn't be more right as to as to Herbert's next game. But before we before we branch off of this game. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, uh, I I, kind of really like Mike Davis and fantasy-wise because he's almost like, I'm going to say 80% of Christian McCaffrey. And I I did something in a league. Like, I'm I'm in a cash league, and I think you're in it with me, where I'm, you know, it's kind of not even fair what's going on. So somebody somebody had McCaffrey, and it wasn't me. So I waited 24 hours before Mike Davis. I gave this person a, a chance. The next day, he didn't pick up Mike Davis, so I picked him up and put him in the flex. Listen, yeah, I saw that. He, he's yeah. an incredible, valuable starter until McCaffrey comes back. Yep, he and caught, he, he will keep getting your points in that position too. Yep, he he caught eight passes again. Once McCaffrey comes back, you know, then of course you, you can almost well you can keep him on the flex. Um, listen, yeah. uh, we we spoke about the ugly Jets, we spoke about the ugly Chargers. Um, let's go on to another game and speak about something even uglier, and that's the uh, Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what a yeah! And and I took a lot of notes in this game. The the biggest note that I put about six stars beside <clears throat> uh-huh. Denver offense is bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> Den- not. It's not that their offense is bad. Yes, they're bad. No, they're not bad. Yes, they are. Their offense is injured. Their yeah. offense is missing, but, literally missing. You're, you you don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your starting running back. Currently, you, their offense you're missing is missing your lineman too, right? Yeah. Aren't you? Like, I mean, you're missing a lot of key people, right? even on the defensive side. It's tough to win a lot of games like the way in a, in, a, in a division where the number one team is the Chiefs. You have to play them twice already in the year. And, you know, the other teams in the league and that division are getting better. And they also you know. just lost to Tom Brady. They lost to the Steelers the week before, and they had the Titans the week before that. I mean, like this poor are, team is just getting yeah. beat up. That's a tough schedule, admittedly, and, right? Listen, first of all, any, any team with Brady on it is going to give you a, a, a run for your money. Then yeah. you get the Steelers with one of the top defenses in the league, and then who was the other team that they played? The uh, Titans. Sorry. Yeah, the Titans. Who I think, if I'm not mistaken. They were one of the last four teams playing last season. 
correct? Yep. Yeah. And they happen to beat and the Patriots in the playoffs. The same team. Yeah, that's a tough start. You know, <laughs> there and was, when you have all those injuries, I don't know. It's that's wow. That's a lot to ask. You know. There's a there's a couple interesting stats in this game. The first one that's interesting: Mike Williams, two catches, <laughs> two yards, two touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm sorry, stat that is, but hey, you know. Yep. And then that's a touchdown vulture. I'm watching. Last week we were talking. Hey, Glenn, can can you start Jeff Driscoll after he went two fifty six and three and a touchdown two times against the Steelers? And then the answer to that is no. Now at the end of the first half, Driscoll goes six for six, seventy four yards and a touchdown. So I'm like, okay, we got a chance. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five know, points. Change quick. Five total points in the second half made that a painful watch. Uh, safety on Driscoll in the end zone. But one thing is, is that this is kind of interesting. Um, Brett Rippon, Mark Rippon's nephew, went in and he yep. went eight for eight, drove the ball down the field. Apparently, he's very smart. He took a shot in the end zone and got intercepted. So he impressed him enough to say, hey, you know what? You play Thursday night against the Jets. Here's the thing. If you're plagued with injuries and you're in a two-quarterback league, Glenn, can you start well, Mark Rippon against the Jets? Or not Mark Rippon. <laughs> can you start Brett Rippon against the Jets? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's the Jets. Absolutely. Glenn, me and you... That's my recommendation. Me and you can you know, play against the Jets. Any quarterback you have like this year against the Jets start But to, to elude off of that game before I, before I put that to rest, I think Brady going forward is going to be fine. Um, the, the, the Buccaneers running game is hodgepodge. If you, if you don't have them, don't worry about it. Uh, Jerry yeah. Judy is only going to improve. And... Yep. Again, to the next game, because this one here almost hurts me as much as the Detroit Lions beat the Arizona Cardinals 26-23. Kyler Murray. Surprise. Kyler Murray got too bloody cocky in this game. He threw passes that he shouldn't have, and they were intercepted. And that's the diff- That's the only difference in this game was Kyler Murray's yeah. three turnovers. Hopkins went nuts for 10 for 137. Murray even had a great game. With uh, 272 touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns, he even ran one in. He is a he is an absolute physical force out there. I'm still calling him for MVP this year, even though Russell and Mahomes are going to be running away. No, but Murray, if he doesn't make mistakes and throw those three interceptions, we're not even talking about this game going to the Lions. I think Murray yeah. lost this game for them. Listen, Stafford did what Stafford does, 272 touchdowns. Gall- good seeing Galladay back. I'm, I'm after hands he made his debut after a hamstring injury. I like seeing players come back, but Glenn, going forward, I have zero point zero loss in confidence in the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still up on the cards. Detroit's not as bad a team as their record indicates. They, well, they lose a lot of close games. But uh, listen, Detroit was very lucky to be in that game. Kyler was again. It, it happens with 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 young players when they have this ability. They just get cocky. And he made three. He made three. Like he made a beautiful pass to Andy Isabel in the back of the end zone. That was unreal. He ran. He yeah. ran. He ran a touchdown in. Where he, I mean, he even juked. He even juked me out watching him. But again, those three. <laughs> those three cocky interceptions shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm still, I'm still up with the cards because oh because I, I do. I think it's just a matter in that case with the play calling. You know, the Detroit. Like I said, Detroit's not. And for as much as they lose, they lose a lot of close games, and they have to win a close game for a change. That's mm. the only difference here. Well, so we'd be talking about the same old usual story with Detroit. They're on four. Cardinals look good. Okay, so maybe um, Kyler looked a little a little shaky at times, but he otherwise impressed because he won the game. 
they didn't win the game. Um, it comes right down to it. I think I think there was probably a couple of situations where they could have made different calls. You know, I mean, they have a game plan, and they seem to be following a script to a book. At some point, say, yeah, I kind of wondered what the calls were. Like you said, okay, maybe maybe don't make those throws. Maybe try running the ball. Try a little play action or something. Try something different. Murray can he can carry the ball, but he can also throw it. He's got more than capable receivers in his backfield. Yep, he was just a field. little cocky. You know, and you got Larry Fitzgerald, guy. Yep, oh, I got Larry Fitzgerald, guy. Okay, Glenn, one last game before we take a quick break, and we can uh, talk about uh, and we can talk about the 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 Thursday night game between the Broncos and Jets, which I've dubbed. <clears throat> So let's yeah. let's talk about the Cowboys and Seahawks, which was quite an entertaining game to watch. Glenn, there was eight touchdowns passing in this game. There was almost eight hundred yards passing in this game. There was wide yep. receiver galore with uh, Michael Gallup and Metcalf going off, uh, Tyler Lockett going off. There's and then that that what's that young kid from Dallas that went off? Uh, who, uh, oh, Wilson. Uh, the new kid there. Uh, the new kid, not the new kid. I forget um, his first name, Wilson. I can't remember his name there. Uh, it's going to come Sed, to Sed, Wilson. Sed Wilson. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Cedric Wilson. Cedric yeah. Wilson. So one thing that I wanted to bring up in this game, and as much as this game was very entertaining to watch, I really, really enjoyed it. The one, one, one point in this game made me sick to my stomach, and I'll tell you what it is. When Chris Carson, who I have on my fantasy team, and I, and I oh. believe who's barely who's barely got the chance to play because he's always been injured, when he was tackled by Dallas's uh, ta- uh, Dallas's defensive tackle Tristan Hill, and this Tristan Hill grabbed his legs and they did what's called an alligator roll and purposely tried to injure this guy when the play was dead. There's no place for that in sports. There's no place for that in the NFL. That guy should be fined and suspended to set an example. That is not what you do in this league. Even another Dallas no. player came in for the tackle. He halted so he didn't hurt him while this guy's rolling up his leg. Unacceptable. Get this guy suspended. Get him off the field. And make sure you set an example because we're already battling COVID. We don't need to worry about garbage like this. Yeah, and guys in the league have respect for each other usually. That's just typical Dallas Cowboy garbage. For all the Dallas Cowboy fans out there and your usual lousy team, you got to face the fact that you guys are a bunch of losers. <laughs> Now, the only reason I said that is because I know I got a bunch of friends, really good friends of mine that are a bunch of Cowboy fans, and right now, they're loading up their shotguns to come visit me. Obviously, I don't blame you, because what I just said about Dallas was about East Polk, but let's face it, guys. Your team is loaded up on offense. You are so good on offense. You're like rolling through people, crushing people. You've got this all-star offense, and then you've got this great defense, which is injured, not there, giving up a lot of points. Uh, wow, Dallas! You know you, you should you should easily walk through the NFC East and dominate. But for some reason, you're going to end up in a, in a, in a struggle with somebody else. I don't know, maybe Philly. Weird. Uh, good luck this year, guys. Yeah. Good luck, Cowboy fans. Glenn, guess who's g- guess who's first in the NFC East? <laughs> What's that? Guess who's guess who's first in the NFC East? In the NFC East? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys? The Washington. Okay. Oh, there's Washington. Been, there's they don't been, even have a name. There's been 12 games played in that division, and there's only two victories, and one of them is a victory by the Redskins. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, so, I'm, so. I, I don't want to say anything porous about the Cowboys because, again, they do, do have a good offense, but 
they, 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 they did well, and they, they are an NFL team like everybody else, but that play on that running back, there's no place for that. There's no yeah. anything for that. No, there's no room in the league for that anywhere. You know, he's going to get he's, the, the league officials are going to look at that and probably suspend him anyway. You know, and I suspect they do. Sorry, but I, I think a lot of Cowboy fans are probably not impressed with that play too. Let's be real. Oh, the Cowboys coach is a real isn't. football community over there, so they know the Cowboys you know. coach is, isn't impressed with that. And you know what? No. Nothing for nothing, but uh, I do believe that uh, again. When 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 Dallas goes into uh, my God, who does Dallas play this week? Uh, this week, the, the Dallas hosts the Browns. Let me tell you something. That Brown offensive line, <laughs> that that Brown Eric, offensive line is going to cheap shot that player. You watch. That 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 Browns offense. I'm thinking. I'm watch. I'm worried about the Browns defense. I'm thinking. You know, Dak may be. Uh, Dak may be running for his life this week. I don't people may, may not expect that, but Cleveland's got some guys up front that are still like high draft, and I'm looking at one guy in particular. Like I said, Miles Garrett. They're yeah. going to focus on blocking him, but, you know, um, going to be interesting to see how Dallas uses oh. Zeke this week. Glenn, you got you got to save some juice for our second show of this week. In oh, term- I will, sir. I will, in because we of- need the juice. We need the juice. <laughs> we need all kinds of juice. <laughs> the juice is loose. And- the juice is loose. And- oh, no. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do our first pick of week four as we discuss the uh, Denver Broncos against the New York Jets on Thursday Night Football. Stick around, everybody. Pound the rock. Join us one minute. We'll be right back, and we'll start our, our picks for the following week. Welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commission, David Plata. And with me, as always, is Senior Lou Ross Doppelganger, Glenn, lowercase g, joining me as we are going to break down our week four first pick. Yeah. Yeah, you know what that means, Glenn? That means Chris Berman. Boomer. <laughs> Thursday night football. Jets and Broncos. Um, I yeah. wish, I wish we had a better game to debut our our two week our two episode a week <laughs> podcast, but we just get the, 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 listen like twenty twenty. That's just the way the cards fall. Um, yeah. Going into this game, let's start with my take on fantasy wise. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bronco, l- let me just say this right now. This is literally going to be one of those times where you see soccer players fighting and they're turning their heads away and swinging their hands back and forth with each other. So I'm going to say if 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 you've got anybody on Denver on offense that you want to play, think twice. Melvin Gordon, I think, is a solid play because he's the only solid asset that that Denver has in terms of uh, in terms of anybody that can be consistent. I think if you're really, really stuck, like I said earlier, I think you could possibly start Brett Rippon, but don't expect yeah. a lot out of it. Uh, again, Jerry Judy's going to get you possibly six for six, 60, I mean. As for the Jets, if Jamison Crowder plays, that's the only one I'm going to suggest. 
I'm not going to suggest Arnold. I'm not going to suggest Frank Gore. I'm going to suggest Jameson Crowder, Judy, Gordon, and a slight, slight uh, suggestion for Brett Rippon. But the one play I really do like this week is the Denver Bronco defense. That's the one play I like this week. In saying yeah. that, after seeing what the Colts did against the Jets last week, I have. I, 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 it doesn't matter who plays the Jets. Unfortunately, it's Denver this week. I have to take the Broncos this week because the Broncos have just shown up a little bit more in games. Like last week, they, last week they, you know, they didn't show up in the second half against the Bucks, but they're just riddled with injury. And I know that they're injured, but the the, the Jets just aren't passionate. The Broncos, I think, can pull this one off in New York. Give me the Broncos minus one. Glenn, what do you think, fantasy wise? I I'm with you in all those in all those areas there, David. Everything you just said there. Um, but I want to include with the Jets. I want to throw a little a little notch. Add somebody else in here. Oh, why I mean, not? Aside from Crowder, I want to throw the little guy Braxton Berrios. Nobody's really looking at him, but I saw him play. And I, for some reason, I, I started to think back to Wayne Corbett and thinking, remember how Wayne Corbett was there and he was like always, always um, contributing, and nobody really kind of paid attention to him. And Corbett was always there, was always there. One day you see Corbett's like the number one guy in New York, consistency in play and just reliability. I think considering that the Jets are in such a bad state right now. Yeah. And Barrios has been one of the more, um, recently has been one of the more effective receivers. Uh, he has, uh, he has, he's been basically like uh, Sam Darnold's little uh, go-to plug every now and then. Especially without, with no Crowder. Without um, Crowder and those guys in there, right? Oh, absolutely. Listen, if, if Jameson Crowder doesn't play, Braxton Barrios is definitely a, a good flex play. Yeah, so, so I'm looking at Barrios as well in addition to that. And, you know, Broncos, Rippon, his nephew. He's still good. All the guys here, with, well, like you said, on Denver, and especially the Denver defense. Like I said, points to be had against this Jets offense, right? Yeah. Uh, so give me those guys all day. Denver plus four. Oh, yeah. you know, I think Denver is going to beat the Jets, and they're going to beat them by more than a, more than a field goal. Oh, That's yeah. my, my belief. I don't even want to make a wager. It's one point. I'm going to stick with the one point if it's anything more. If Denver wins this game 7-6, I'm happy. You'd be happy. Oh, I, I'll be happy at this point. But, I mean, like, you know, I just don't know just what to don't expect. You don't want to lose to the Jets. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to lose to the Jets. That's no. what it comes down to. Especially right you now. The, the, Jets, no. the Jets don't have any passion, Glenn. It's it's no. it's it's nothing. It's it's not that the Jets are a bad football team. I get in the riddle with injury with with Bell and Crowder being out. But man, oh man, they don't like Alex um, uh, Gase. What the heck's Gase first? Alex? No. Uh, uh, Adam Gase. Adam Gase. They don't like Adam Gase in the, it, it, on that team. And nothing for no. nothing. He looks like an ex- he looks like an escaped mad scientist from a mental institution. Yeah. yeah, you know, that, I think nowadays when the fans refer to gang being in New York, that's Jets, and I'm referring to them as, as, a, as a loving, like that's the way we are, the kind of wishing gang green, you know, can just cut these guys off and lose them, that'd be a good idea, get somebody else in here, you know, give me, give me, a, give me a wooden leg in the place of the New York Jets, Jets fans might take that this year, Listen, you guys are really bad. Glenn, maybe you know? me and you, never mind players, maybe me, me and you should just go coach the Jets. I don't know. <laughs> the J E T S lose a lot of B E T S. I bet you. you know, a lot of those guys probably it, feel that way. It's funny. You look at the Jets. The Jets have been on a downhill since week one. They scored 17 points week one. They lost 27 yeah. to 17. They scored 13 points in week two and lose 31 13 to the banged up 
49ers. And this week, they get a healthy Colts team. They only score seven points, so they went 17-13-7 in terms of point scoring. And Glenn, the Colts sat their starters in the fourth quarter because the yeah. game was done. Again, the Colts' defense scored 16 points, two touchdowns, and a safety. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Jets have been in rebuilding mode since like week one of the 1970 season, so I don't know what to tell you. At this point, we're not getting any close to the championship anytime soon with these guys. Even when they had the New York Sack Exchange, the Jets thought they gave them a minute hope. No, I'm looking. The Jets are just stuck in losing. Everything about them right now is bad cases. Gase is not the guy I go to for fantasy points. Um, you know, if anything, the guys on Gase's roster would look at when they go to other teams. Yes. Improving. Oh, Tannehill. Seems to be consistent, yeah. So that's one thing is, you know, you can get yourself a, somebody who's on a New York, on the Jets roster, who's doing half-decent fantasy-wise. You might want to lock them in if you think they get traded or something or going to another team because wherever they end up, they'll probably do better. Listen, let's let 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 let's agree to agree on, on this time. This doesn't happen very often, but we're we're, we're both <laughs> taking Denver. You say Denver by four. I say Denver by by an inch. Yep. <laughs> to me, it doesn't matter as long as 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 long as they like, win. Denver in four yards. Yeah. yeah. But but the the thing here is is that it's it's just a matter of you know Denver's injured. Like you know they're literally down. Yeah. I think six or seven starting positions maybe even eight starting positions and the jets are down two players and the jets still can't pull it together so again it it, it, start, it starts from the top heavily on the broncos yeah yeah the jets are the jets anyway the listen jets are the jets listen glenn yeah. we got we got to do this again we'll we'll you see you it, we'll see you in a few days let's just uh put a nice happy red bow on this program and we'll call it uh, we'll call it a program it was nice we got everything we needed covered we spoke about awesome, covid buddy. we spoke about where we went right where we went wrong and uh look forward to seeing the a couple four of days all right on the four j's quickly and yeah and i will see you soon buddy yep your four j's good call glenn who are those four j's again keep an eye out we're talking it. to we're talking to two justins we're talking herbert and jefferson yep we're talking joe burrow and we're talking james robinson Okay, running back for the Jaguars. People, so. you heard it. Buy low and Those. then enjoy. Yes, four rookie Jays. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Pound the Rock. I'm your host, David Bletta, and we will talk to you in a couple days. Glenn, thank you very much. Thanks, David. Take care.